Humility is trying to embody that I am not perfect and I need to learn and grow and I need to listen to others' experiences and their perspectives. Greetings and welcome to the Unleashed Generosity Podcast, exploring the intersection of faith, service, philanthropy, and community. I'm your host, Aaron Scott. You can listen to all past episodes of the Unleashed Generosity Podcast on our website, unleashedgenerosity.org, as well as on any of your favorite podcast streaming platforms. We invite you to connect with us online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for joining me for this episode as part of season two. We are working through six values that will guide our conversation throughout season two. These are the values that we seek to embody here in our conversations on the podcast. And these are the values that I think are um, important for us to be paying attention to as we navigate our work in our faith-based organizations, in our nonprofit organizations, and really just in our own lives interacting with other people. Um, so again, those six values, humility, hospitality, collaboration, respect, intentional engagement, and radical imagination. So for this first values conversation, we're going to be digging into the topic of humility. And really, I think um, these six values kind of build on one another. And so humility, in some ways, is, I think, the first one to start with, because in some ways, the other values kind of grow out of that. So when I'm thinking about humility, there's obviously a lot of things you could say about, uh, you know, embodying that that virtue or that value. Um, but it, the way that I'm thinking about it is this. Humility is trying to embody that I am not perfect and I need to learn and grow, and I need to listen to others' experiences and their perspectives. And then more so than that, we can apply that to our corporate lives, that we are not perfect as groups. And that can mean any group. That could mean whatever our nation that we're a part of, our political party that we identify with, our faith tradition, our faith congregations, our families, our communities, our neighborhood, none of these groups are perfect, just like none of us as individuals are perfect. And so we need to have a sense of humility in which we're willing to learn from others and be willing to learn from others, to be willing to acknowledge that we don't have it all figured out, that we're not perfect. And so if we live under this illusion in which one group or one um, subset is right and has all the right answers and others are wrong. And no, again, no matter what that is, uh, to have an, to have a patriotic view of your country is great to have pride in your country and the values they represent. But I, I think as is becoming evident to a lot of people, um, maybe in new and fresh ways, as we deal with, you know, the new season of, uh, further awareness of, of, of our racial brokenness and the history of racial injustice in this country to say that our country, even though we might believe that our country in the United States stands for wonderful values, we haven't always lived into those values fully. 
And so we need to be willing to admit that, that while we're striving to embody these values holistically and completely, that all of us fail to do that, both again as individuals and as groups. With the divisiveness of of political parties, the idea that either party is completely good and the other is completely bad, I think just leads to really harmful dialogue and really increased enmity between groups. Um, Faith traditions, unfortunately, religion has been a big part of deepening divides by holding a posture that says, I've got all the answers, I'm right and you're wrong. And certainly, I think it's it's great to have faith convictions that you believe in strongly, but that doesn't mean that you don't have things you can learn from other people who are maybe part of the same tradition as you are, but have different interpretations of, of scripture or of, of religious passages or of, uh, of holy texts or of, you know, people who have different traditions. So say you're a, uh, you're Catholic. Um, does that mean that there's nothing you can learn from evangelicals? Let's say you're Mormon. Does that mean there's nothing you can, you know, learn from Seventh-day Adventists or from uh, Jehovah's Witness? Let's say you're Muslim. Does that mean there's nothing you can learn from Jews or from, um, you know, Buddhists? All of us, I think, regardless of our faith traditions, if we are embodying a, a posture of humility, we have the opportunity to learn from others. And so I think that's a really important place to start. So again, I'm not perfect. I had I need to learn and grow. I need to listen to your experience and your perspectives. And communally, we are not perfect. So as groups of people, as congregations, as organizations, we need to be willing to listen to the perspectives of others and hear their stories. Um, building on that, we need to be willing to receive hard questions from others, and we need to be willing to receive constructive criticism from others. If we're willing to acknowledge that none of us are perfect, then we are need, you know, we need to be open and willing to say, okay, there may be something that um, I'm willing to be questioned on. Now, I think this is where it gets really interesting because constructive criticism could be embodied in a very healthy way, or it could be embodied in a very um, unhealthy way. What is the sort of expectation that we have as we question other people? Are we coming into the conversation honestly, trying to learn about their perspective and get a, get a greater understanding of their point of view? Or are we just coming in challenging and seeking to sort of pick apart with the whole purpose of showing that we were right in the first place? Again, the sort of humility mindset that you bring to these conversations of engaging with people who may be different than you or maybe that you may disagree with doesn't mean that you have to automatically assume that there's nothing that you can receive from this conversation. So I think even in our times where we're offering criticism or critiques of others, we can still embody a spirit of humility uh, as opposed to one of pride or arrogance. And then continuing to build on that, humility, I think, looks like a willingness to admit at times that I was wrong. And if we're truly listening to the criticism of others and assuming this posture of humility, when we're, you know, we're inevitably going to find times when we have to admit that we made a mistake, that we fell short and can do better. Um, And I think beyond just acknowledging that in our own selves and in our own lives, That might look like, I think it's important that that looks like apologizing 
and being willing to take some practical steps to try to right any past wrongs and to try to make things right. And so throughout this season, we're going to be having in-depth conversations with clergy members, with uh, nonprofit leaders, with different community uh, leaders and volunteers and community activists and all sorts of different people. And there's no doubt that as you listen throughout the season, that you're going to find people that you disagree with one in maybe all aspects of, of, of their point of view on certain things. But I want to encourage you as listeners and what I'm going to seek to do through my questions and through my posture towards guests is not to come in trying to pick each individual apart and to try to criticize them or to break down why I think they're wrong or right about their view on a particular topic. And we're going to dig into difficult topics, challenging topics. I'm going to seek to bring voices of different people who have uh, you know, sort of different worldviews, different perspectives, different backgrounds and experiences. But we're going to seek to embody that spirit of humility in which we're willing to learn from one another. We're willing to listen to know, to one another. We're willing to receive. Um, we're willing to acknowledge that there's something that we have to receive from each individual we interact with and, and that we have something to offer. Um, and I think that that helps to build trust learning to listen to one another, um, even though we might find that we disagree about a lot of things, even just learning to listen and genuinely listen and not seek to just respond with criticism or judgment or critique or correction, but to truly be willing to listen humbly and just be in the presence of somebody else and honor their presence as an individual um, can lead to a level of, of mutual respect. And, I, uh, you know, we'll build on that more as we get to the respect value later. So, again, shorter episodes here throughout season two where we're going to be sprinkling in these different values that we're going to be seeking to embody throughout our conversations, especially right now, given this season of life, given what we've experienced with COVID and all the disruptions in the world and what seems to be even more and more, um, you know, just uh, – vicious disagreements about the right way to engage with others. One important value I'm going to seek to embody. Um, and, and if I'm not doing a good job of embodying humility, you know, call me out. Um, you weren't fair in this question to that individual, you know, reach out to me. There's a way to contact me through their website, unleashedgenerosity.org. There's a contact me page. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear ideas of guests that you would be interested in and in having on the podcast. Uh, to hear and share their thoughts on different topics. Uh, we're going to be digging into all sorts of different topics. And, and really this, this posture of humility, the way that's going to the way that's going to take shape in our next in-depth interview coming up on our next episode, uh, just a little teaser here. Where I'm going to be interviewing Daniel Silliman, who is the news editor for Christianity Today. And Daniel Silliman is um a Christian, an evangelical Christian, but he also reports for Christianity Today. And he was the one who broke the story about um, serious sex abuse uh, allegations within one of the largest apologetics ministries in the world, RZIM, Ravi Zacharias International Ministries. And so we're going to talk to Daniel uh, about that, about other things as well, about some of his uh, his work as an academic and becoming a, a historian where he studies the history of American evangelicalism. Um, so he has some really interesting perspectives to share about what's going on in evangelicalism today, 
um, and as it relates specifically to American politics, a big chunk of our conversation is going to be focused on this, this idea of sexual abuse and trauma in faith congregations. And how do we create cultures of transparency and accountability? And how do we, um, how do we ensure that we're protecting the most vulnerable and not providing spaces to where abuse can occur? And unfortunately, that's been all too common in our faith congregations. So again, this posture of humility, if we are not willing to listen, if we're not willing to acknowledge first and foremost, that there have been times in faith congregations and in faith and religious communities, that they have been a source of harm and a source of conflict, then we're not admitting to to the dark side of our own history. And so, yes, faith congregations religious organizations have been tremendous sources of great good and, and um, tremendous impact uh, for, for goodness in the world, but that doesn't mean they're perfect. And so embodying humility is essential, I think, as we undertake difficult conversations because it allows us uh, to position ourselves to be willing to listen and receive, to be willing to ask hard questions of ourselves and others, but to do that in a way that doesn't um, assume a sort of um, a focus on pride or or putting myself above or uh, of over somebody else, but still keeping a posture to where we're mutually submitting to one another, um, acknowledging that there are things that we need to learn from one another as we um, try to tackle difficult issues. So. Thanks so much for tuning in for this episode of the Unleashed Generosity podcast. You can listen to all past episodes of the podcast on our website, unleashedgenerosity.org. You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Again, you can reach out and contact me through the website. Would love to connect with you. Would love for you to get involved in uh, the Unleashed Generosity community. So um, thanks so much to Daniel Cooper uh, for letting me use his music throughout the episodes. Be on the lookout for the interview with Daniel Silliman coming up this week. And then also one last thing, um, if you are in a position uh, to where you are able to support the show, um, there's a number of ways that you could do that. First and foremost would be to subscribe. Wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that would be on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere where you can find podcasts, you should be able to find Unleashed Generosity. And if you subscribe, that's going to help the listenership grow. So that would be one super easy way. It doesn't cost you anything other than time. Something that would take a little bit more of your time, but that would be wonderful, would be to take some time on Apple Podcasts to do a rating or a review. Just say something um, honest. <laughs> Even if you say, you know, um, I'm really interested in this podcast and it seems like it could go in some really interesting directions and I'm interested to tune in. Uh, rating of four. I'm not sure if it's a five yet or not. I, I honestly don't care if it's a five-star review. I would love to get some reviews and feedback on what you've liked about the podcast in season one, what you're enjoying about season two. Um, and ratings and reviews are going to help me get in front of more folks. So that would be another outstanding way. Third, um, if you have been invested in listening to season one, if you are enjoying season two so far and you're super excited about what's coming, if you have the capability of contributing financially to support the show for as little as just a couple of dollars a month, you would be able to get access to bonus content. So after the episode drops with Daniel Silliman, there's a whole 30, 40 minutes of additional conversation that didn't make it into the already hour and five minute conversation that we recorded. And so bonus episodes like that are going to be available 
available for Patreon subscribers to access. Um, you're going to be able to access the recordings of the episodes early. You're going to get access to those bonus features. And then as we go throughout the rest of the season, we're going to have opportunities to uh, to have community conversations, sometimes with some of our guests on the podcast, where you can interact with the guests and we can continue to uh, dialogue about the topics that were discussed in the podcast episode, but it gives you an opportunity to be a part of the conversation. Um, there's even an opportunity at a certain Patreon uh, support level to um, even become a future host, a co-host of the show with me and, and to work alongside me um, to develop uh, the questions, to interview a guest and to be my guest host on the podcast. So again, we want to create a community in which you are invested, you are engaged and your voice and your life is a part of a part of um, this conversation. So thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for your interest. Uh, check out um, my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Unleashed Generosity. You can also link to it through unleashedgenerosity.org. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, Unleash Your Own Generosity. Brother, you said